Welcome to Treat Your Shelf, a book club podcast where each month we usually read a book and come together to discuss it. I'm Hannah. I'm Christina. And this month we have a special guest, Emma! Hello. (laughs) You've returned. You know what else is special about this? What else is special about this? This is the first time we've all been in the same room. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yes, all together to record. (laughs) Well, like I said, we're not just going to be talking about one book this time. We're going to be talking about a bunch of books because this is our year-end review. Yay! (laughs) How was everybody's reading this year? Well, I don't know why I'm going first. I'm the guest star, but... Guest first. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think it was pretty good. I didn't, I read a lot of the books I planned to read. I didn't get to other ones that I wanted to read, Mm -hmm. but I did read a lot, as you will find out. Wow. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm taking Emma's place this year, (laughs) and I read just a couple more books than what we read for Treat Your Show (laughs) or the podcast. So, yeah, I had a year with lots of stuff going on, Mm. so I found it hard to find time to sit and read. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think reading this year went pretty well for me. I struggle with the year-end review of trying to consolidate it into just (laughs) the three choices. That was a very hard task to complete, but I've done it. I've chosen my three Really? Um, I'm sure you have honorable mentions. I do have honorable mentions. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is a consistent feature in the year. Yes. We'll have honorable mentions, but... I can't help right. myself. <laughs> there are just so many books that I want to talk about. <laughs> but do we want to go over how many books we did read this yes, year? Yes, please. Right. <laughs> Hannah. Okay. Please. I have read, less than last year, I have read 117 books. Wow. As opposed to the 166 of last year. (laughs) slacker. How could I? (laughs) Wow. I read 14 books this year. Nice. (laughs) Well, Hannah told me that comic books count. Yeah. So I read 54 books this year. (laughs) (laughs) How many of those were comic books, do you think? More than half. (laughs) Yes. But only a little more than half. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Comic books and manga. Yep. I I read a lot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Nice. All right. I think we should just get into it. Let's talk about our Are we going to start with number three or number one? One Um, being the best. I will say that I don't really have them in a particular order. My three are all ones that I love for different reasons. I usually do what I have the least to talk about to what I have the most to talk about. Okay. Okay. So we're all doing our own orders. (laughs) We're all doing our own thing. Everyone will just figure it out. These orders don't mean it's the book I like the most or the least. Mm -hmm. It's just the order I chose. Yeah. And I think that's the other thing. Like some of these books, because I have so many honorable mentions, like the books that I chose, I tried to choose from a diverse range of genres as opposed to focusing all on just one because I easily could have focused on one or two Mm -hmm. specific genres. So I tried to branch out a little bit so again this isn't like my top three it's like three that i wanted to highlight yeah okay that's fair okay who wants to go first i can go first yeah (laughs) you always do i think do i (laughs) 
<laughs> oh. Hannah insists on first. <laughs> I force you all to listen to me first. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So the first one that I want to talk about is The Final Strife by Sarah El Arifi. And so this is a fantasy book, the first in a trilogy, based on mythology of Africa and Arabia. And so I'll go into some content warnings first, because there are a lot for this book. Addiction, child abuse, mutilation, fat phobia, and self-harm are just a few of them. (laughs) It's a really intense book. It's about this empire that has this caste system that is based on the color of people's blood. So there are three different types. You have people with red blood who are the embers, and they are the elite. They are the ones who are in charge, and they are also the ones who can do magic Mm. with their blood. And so that's part of where the self-harm comes in, is they have these special pens that they use to, like, collect their blood and then use it to create these runes, and then thus they're able to perform magic. Okay. And then you have people with blue blood, and they're the dusters, they're the poor people, the workers, and they're the ones who are trying to build a resistance against the embers because they don't like the system. It's not a fair system. Mm -hmm. It's not working out for them. So they want to change things. And then the final group you have are people with clear blood. Whoa. Yeah. I want to be them. Oh. <laughs> oh, wait. Hold on. Beyond retract. Retract. <laughs> yeah. um, people with clear blood, pretty shortly after they're born, uh, have their hands cut off. <laughs> this is the worst. And their tongues taken out. Oh, my God. And they are the slaves of the embers. Wow. But they have no hands. Yes, but they have found ways to work around it. They've created this whole body um, sign language that they use among each other. It's really interesting how it's described in the story. But yes, they are they are the slaves of the embers. And so part of the reason why they have their hands and their tongues cut off is because they led an uprising many, many, many generations mm. ago. And so this is the continued punishment for their ancestors' deeds. If and they're bleeding, can you tell they're bleeding? Or is it invisible? I mean, or just like water, I guess. I probably It would probably just be like water. Yeah. Yeah. So this story takes place where the Akhtabar is happening, which is this series of trials to determine who is going to be the apprentice to the wardens, to the mm. rulers. And so anybody with ember blood is able to enter the Akhtabar and they are able to go through these trials. And if they win, they could take over as the apprentice and become the future ruler of the empire. Mm-hmm. And so specifically, this book is focusing on people who are trying out for the warden of strength. And It's really interesting. You have these three characters that you are following. You have Sila, who is this child soldier. She was raised specifically to win Mm. the Akhtabar. She was stolen from her family because she has red blood. And she was raised up in this resistance and told, this is what you're going to do. You are going to be the one who saves us dusters by completing this. You know? Doesn't go well for her. But anyway, so, so yeah, so Sila has been raised for this, but of course she's gone through a lot of trauma and she's the one who's facing addiction throughout this entire story. Mm-hmm. And so she's just had a really tough time. And 
I don't know. It's really interesting how she goes through the story. She ends up interacting with Anor, who is the daughter of the current warden mm. of Strength. And Anor's mom, the current warden, dislikes her so much. She thinks her daughter is a waste of space. She <laughs> thinks that she is the worst thing that's ever happened to her. She has no time for her. And then the final character that we really follow is Hasa, who is one of the people who has clear blood. And it's just, it's so good. You see how all of them in their own ways are kind of doing mini rebellions against Mm -hmm. the Empire. And the last line before the epilogue made me gasp. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I was so shocked by the final reveal of the book. It was so good. It was so good. (laughs) I can't wait for the next book to see what happens with all of these characters. Do you know how long it's supposed to be or is it like open-ended? It should be a trilogy. Um, I believe the next book is coming out next year. So, mm. but yeah, I, I really liked it. It's very intense, but very, very good. And for a fantasy, it was very trans inclusive. I mean, it had trans characters and it mentions how, you know, if you have the right like herbs and things, you're able to basically aid your transition, which mm. I thought was like a really cool thing to add into a fantasy. Yeah. And I wish more fantasies did that Mm -hmm. because it seemed like a fairly simple way to be inclusive right so anyway that was my first one (laughs) Woo! wow (laughs) i'm not gonna talk that much about any of my books (laughs) i'm just kidding we'll see (laughs) that one's so i know that one sounds really good though it's it's so good (laughs) (laughs) it's so good um, you know, honestly, a lot of my books that I read this year outside of this were bummers. They were nonfiction books mm. about really terrible things. Um, one of the fictional books that I read was like a manga compilation, Uzumaki by Junji Ito. Mm. I don't know if it started off as individual okay. manga. But um, it's a horror manga, and it is so good. The art is disgusting and amazing. (laughs) Basically, people start seeing spirals everywhere, and there's, Mm -hmm. like, some sinister magic behind it that's making them appear. Mm -hmm. And you kind of see how this town just goes into chaos as everyone becomes entranced by the spiral. (laughs) And the art is really, it's really graphic. So if you have a hard time with body horror and a lot of body horror. <laughs> the Japanese know their body horror. Yeah. I, I've, I've heard people talk about it and how they were freaked out by spirals for a really long time after reading it. And yeah. It's like, oh, I don't oh know if I was freaked out, but every time I see it, I'm like, ooh. <laughs> okay Okay. that's my reaction to something terrifying (laughs) good reaction yeah but it was really good it was really enjoyable i read it in like a couple hours i just like tore through it yeah i think it was a really well done story and yeah the ending was really unexpected yeah nice but also not (laughs) okay what a reveal (laughs) i mean you might be able to guess the ending you might not (laughs) i you know it's hard to tell in horror novels because sometimes they always get you with that one two punch at the end and you're like oh my god okay i'm not surprised but also i'm surprised okay i think that review made sense yes i mean yes (laughs) i was gonna have to follow what you said (laughs) spirals are creepy Yes. (laughs) 
Emma, what was your first book? Well, the first one I'm going to talk about is actually the most recent book that I read, Long Way Down by Jason Reynolds, which Hannah suggested. Well, I did say that I've been meaning to read Jason Reynolds for a long time. And she said, you should read this. Mm -hmm. I was like, got it done. Easy. Nice. And it was really good. Obviously, I know I have talked about in the year end review books that I don't like before. (laughs) Yeah. But no, this year I'm talking about three books that I like. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Good. I do love talking about books I don't like, though. Yes. (sighs) We love it too. (laughs) There's not much to say about this book other than that it's really good. Um, It's very short. It's written in verse. So it's very, it's poetic, which... I listened to the audiobook and it came across where I was like, oh, this is like poetry. And then at the end of the book, there's an interview with the author and he's like, I wrote it in verse. It's like, oh, it came across in your reading. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> yeah. So it's just, it, it was so well written. It's about a 15 year old whose brother is shot and killed. And so he, his brother always taught him like, if somebody you love gets shot and killed, you got to kill who killed them. So he's like, okay, I'm going to do this, even though I'm 15 and don't actually really know who killed you. But I'm like, I'm pretty sure I know who killed you. Mm -hmm. And so then he gets into the elevator where he lives. And on the way down, ghosts of other people who have been killed by gun violence keep coming into the elevator. Mm. Might be a spoiler, I guess, but oh, well. (laughs) (laughs) They're ghosts. They're all ghosts. Oh, (laughs) they were dead the whole time. (laughs) Well, and... I do recommend the audiobook because there's an interview with the author at the end where he says I'm that he imagined it as Boys in the Hood meets A Christmas Carol. <laughs> I was oh, like, I was like, yeah. what? Interesting. <laughs> okay. I like, yeah, I get it. <laughs> That's funny. So, it does end very abruptly where I had to go back and listen to the last chapter again. Yeah. I'm like, what happened? Mm-hmm. And so I don't really know what happened at the end. And I told Hannah that I think I would need a physical copy to maybe figure out what happened at the end. Because the main character keeps talking about anagrams. And I'm like, I need to see these words mm. <laughs> to know. Yeah. <laughs> but That's fair. That's my review of Long Way Down by Jason Reynolds. And I forgot to mention that I met Jason Reynolds. <laughs> I didn't meet him, but... <laughs> it relates to the story. It does relate to the story. Because I... I saw Jason Reynolds once. There's no point in telling this story, but I saw him. He was coming off an elevator that I was getting on to. <laughs> so I pretend like I met him. And maybe one day I will. Maybe out there, he's out there listening to this podcast, which if he is. Wow. Oh my <laughs> Thank God. you. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Reynolds. <laughs> it was nice meeting you. <laughs> we can only hope. So <laughs> nice. All right. <laughs> Amazing. For my second book, I'm going to recommend The Spare Man by Mary Robinette Cowell. It's a sci-fi mystery. Mm. And content warnings for this book are murder, panic attacks, panic disorder, PTSD, chronic illness, chronic pain, um, medical trauma also. It's so good. It's about Tesla Crane, who is, she used to be an inventor, but then something traumatic happened as she was inventing Mm. and you learn more about that throughout the story and so she's retired from that but she's also this heiress so she's this very well-known person and she's going on her honeymoon (laughs) with her husband they're on this space cruise and they are going uh from earth to mars and it's a lovely time until somebody is murdered 
right in front of them outside their cabin. And so Tesla is trying to give medical aid to the victim while her husband goes off chasing the person who who attacked the, the victim. And then next thing she knows, her husband is the one who has been arrested for the murder of the person outside of their cabin. <laughs> and so the book is her trying to figure out who actually the murderer is, clear her husband's name, and stop any other murders from happening. And Ooh. it's just, it's really cool. There's a lot of interesting science fiction elements like I said, she suffers from chronic pain and she has this, these things in her spine that help uh, manage the pain. But of course it comes at the cost of if she's turning it up too high, then she like doesn't have feeling and she can't tell if she's going to injure herself further mm. and, and make things worse. She also has a really cute uh, service dog, um, which is adorable. The cover is fantastic. I think the cover is beautiful. But yeah, it was just a really fun time. Loved the mystery. Loved the sci-fi elements. It was really fun. And their relationship, the husband and wife, they were so cute. Mm. It was adorable. Nice. I think I missed it, but was he in the cabin with her? So they were both walking back to their cabin. Okay. So Uh, so it just like happened in the hallway outside of where they stayed. Okay. So she knows he didn't do it. Yeah. I mean, well, she was behind him. She was still at like reception. So she technically did not see the person stab the woman, Mm -hmm. but she did hear her husband go, I saw them go through that door. I'm going to go follow them. (laughs) Hmm. Oh no, they're getting away. (laughs) Oh no, it looks like my embroidery materials were used in the murder. My scissors. Oops. What? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, it's really good. (laughs) Oh my gosh. A nice mystery. Yes. Awesome. Well, I have no choice but to talk about a nonfiction book. So buckle up. Because I read some really terrible ones. Oh, no. And by terrible, I mean they were really good. Um, <laughs> but they were about terrible things. Fair enough. Yes. So I listened to, and I recommend if you are going to consume this book at all, that you listen to it. It's The Only Plane in the Sky, An Oral History of 9-11. It was, I believe it was like 18 hours long. Oh, wow. Yeah. But it covers... It covers everything. Okay. And it's all firsthand accounts of people, regular citizens that were involved that day. You know, they even have like Condoleezza Rice contribute and, you know, some other high ranking political officers. And um, it's just really good. It's like such an in-depth look. I feel like it's kind of the end all be all like the oral history of that day, you know. If you want to know anything about 9-11, okay. listen to that book. And they have, like, the voice actors are so good. Oh, is um, it a full cast? Full cast. Ooh. And everyone has a different voice. <laughs> like, it's it's amazing. I think, and I don't know who contributed it exactly, exactly, but I do think, like, some of the more famous people actually did their voices. Okay. But I don't know. But very good. I mean, obviously, some of the content is hard to consume, mm-hmm. you know, especially when they're getting into people who were actually in the buildings and and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it was very good. Nice. I learned some new things about what happened that day. Okay. Yeah. All right. 
I recommend it. Wow. Now I gotta follow up. Yeah, Emma. <laughs> yeah, what try, are you going to try and top 9-11. <laughs> okay, I read a book called The Teleportation Accident mm. oh. by Ned Bowman. And this book was so good. <laughs> I went into it completely blind. I looked up a list of the top weird books or whatever mm-hmm. the best weird books and this was <laughs> on the list and it didn't say anything about the book but i was like that's a nice cover let's go read this book so the first 10 pages are actually pretty hard to get through mm. <laughs> but i got through them and then i it was so good <laughs> but so it takes place it starts in the 1930s in germany and it's about a set designer named egon loser and he becomes obsessed with this woman and is like, if I was just with her once, everything in my life would line up and just be perfect. <laughs> and so, mm-hmm. and he's also, <laughs> okay, so, <laughs> Hannah. Not creepy. <laughs> no, yeah. no, 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 no. All of the characters in the book are unlikable. Yeah, that okay. is the point. Okay, okay, fantastic. You'll see all the one stars reviews are like, these characters are so unlikable. Yes, they are. Okay. <laughs> Okay. If you're reading closely, you realize that they are from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> and it's not, you're not rooting for them. You're just like, what are they going to do next? Okay. Gotcha. And he's also, he's fascinated by the story of a set designer from the Renaissance era where there was a teleportation accident. He, like, that set designer created a way to, like, not teleport, but just, like, transport sets really quickly. Mm. But then there was some sort of horrible accident where people died, and there's all this mystery around it, so he's trying to figure that out as well. (laughs) It's it's great. It's very absurd. It's very... I compared it to Joseph Heller and Kurt Vonnegut. Mm -hmm. Okay. Books. I loved it so much that I read... The author's other book, Madness is Better Than Defeat, which I did not like. Aww. <laughs> I, I think I felt about that book the way people might feel about probably all his books, where it's like, this book went nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas I think the teleportation accident, all my questions were answered, even some that I didn't have. I was mm. like, all right, all questions answered. That's great. <laughs> According to me. So highly recommend from me. <laughs> it's not for everyone. I realize but I think you two might like it. What um, nice. What constitutes a weird book? That is up for debate, I think. <laughs> I, I think it's like, it's not quite science fiction. It's just, and I guess it's not entirely magical realism. Magical realism could fall into it, but it's mm-hmm. just like, it's where sort of slightly unexplained things are happening. Yeah. It's not realistic, but it's not full on into another Mm -hmm. genre like science fiction. Okay. Nice. All right. I do have a short story compilation called Weird. I recommended that last year. Oh, really? (laughs) Toby got it for me for Christmas, but I thought it was the year before last year. Or two years ago. Yeah. I I recommended it in a year-end review. Okay. That's probably where I heard about it. It's good. I like the stories (laughs) in it. I'm just saying, like, what what makes you happy in a weird book, I guess, is what Mm. I was really trying to get at i i guess i mean that short story question was like perfect Mm -hmm. (laughs) the salamander that was like the top one i recommended oh yeah yeah yeah. okay cool nice well then my 
final book that I wanted to talk about is The Beautiful Ones by Silvia Moreno-Garcia. This is a historical fantasy romance that has a dash of magic. That's the fantasy <laughs> bit of it. Uh, it's, it's the perfect amount of magic. Don't laugh, Emma. It's fantastic. Content warnings for toxic relationships, emotional abuse, bullying, and sexism. And so this story is about Nina, and Nina is this young woman who is ready to have her debut in society. She's staying with her cousin and his wife, and they're going to be the ones who present her to society. And she's a little rough around the edges, in part because she has telekinetic abilities. Mm. And not only is it looked down upon because she's a female who has telekinetic abilities, but also because she can't control them. So, like, at any moment, a book could be flying across the room or, like, the teacups could be rattling, which is very improper. That's pretty bad. <laughs> so, so it's not great. It doesn't, it doesn't present herself very well to the rest of the society, if that's how she's behaving. And then you've also got Hector Ovray, who is also telekinetic, and he is an entertainer. He uses his telekinetic abilities to put on these, like, fantastic shows. And he meets her at, you know, one of the dances, one of the balls, and they he starts courting her and takes her under his wing. He is a bit older than her, but... It's so good. (laughs) And he takes her under his wing and he's going to help her master her telekinetic abilities. And, you know, things seem like it's going to go really well. Except Hector has a secret Uh that might stop their courtship before it fully begins. Oh my gosh, of course. (laughs) It's so good. It's so good. It's... Because it does have that historical aspect, there is a lot of that, you know, we are meeting in salons, we are, you know, um, we need to have the cousin's wife as a chaperone if we're supposed to go anywhere and if we're supposed to court and meet. And so very slow burn, especially with like the reveals of Hector's secret and like the wrench that throws into their relationship and then how they work back from that. Oh, it's so good. Uh, Silvia Moreno-Garcia is fantastic with character work, Mm -hmm. and there's character in here that I hate. I hate so much, but I also understand why they are acting the way they are acting. And even Hector, I understand why he has this secret and kind of why he makes the choices he does Mm -hmm. in the story. And also, I mean, just the growth of Nina from, you know, this very naive girl and still holds on to, like, the goodness within her Mm -hmm. throughout the entire story. Like, doesn't let anything corrupt her, but, you know, becomes a little more sure of herself and of how to navigate society. And... It's just really good. I've heard a bunch of people say that if you like Pride and Prejudice, you'll like this book. I agree. If you like Pride and Prejudice, read The Beautiful Ones. It- <laughs> you could have just said it yourself and been like, I said it first. No, yeah. so many people have said this, but <laughs> it's read it. If, if you like Pride and Prejudice, read The Beautiful Ones. Wow. Yeah. Hannah's romance pick of the year. Yes. <laughs> and now for my really sad pick. <laughs> Yeah, what are you following that up? 
<sighs> Honestly, I only have two more books to choose from. That's crazy. I really did not read this year. I feel ashamed. So let me just start this off because I read this book because of a TikTok. Mm. And Uh-oh. yes, the TikTok was a pawn dealer. He was given an album that possibly contained photos of the rape of Nanking, mm. which is a subject I wasn't familiar with at all. So I picked up Irish Chang's The Rape of Ning King, The Forgotten Holocaust of World War II. And I listened to the audiobook, which was really good. And I mean, Irish Chang just does a like really fantastic job about covering all the hard bits and really making sure that people understand what happened there and why we don't know so much about it today. Yeah, it was really good. It was really touching. Obviously, a million trigger warnings and oh, gen- sure. mass genocide on par with the Holocaust, if not worse. Yeah, but I think it's something that everyone should know about and be familiar with. And it was a good, informative mm-hmm. audiobook to listen to. <laughs> yeah. And it might be kind of background knowledge for anybody who is interested in the Poppy War. Yes, which I do intend on reading. <laughs> I started the audiobook, um, but I wanted to read the physical copy. Mm. So, yes. But read the Poppy War, too. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> you heard it here from Christina. <laughs> yeah. I have not read it, but I heard it's good. It's good. <laughs> Emma, what is your last book? All right. Well, you know, I read a lot of comic books this oh, year. Oh, yes. Because I found out you could get them from the library. And I was like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm yeah. just going to get them all. <laughs> so I read one called Stern. By, okay, these are French names, so. Okay. By Friedrich and Julien Maffre. Okay. We'll go with. Cool. So it is, it's a Western. It's about an undertaker named Elijah Stern. And it's so good. <laughs> I felt like <laughs> Hannah giving reviews of books where I just say it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> what else are you supposed to say? Hey, these are the good books that we read this year. <laughs> so what's funny is I intended to read the comic book Undertaker. Mm. And so I searched the library for Undertaker and narrowed it to comics. And then this came up because the first volume is called The Undertaker, The Vagrant, and The Assassin. And I was like, ooh, Ooh. what's that all about? Yeah. So I read this instead. And when I did read Undertaker, I didn't like it. So Mm. (laughs) although I only read the first volume, so I don't know. Maybe it got better. Who knows? But this has three volumes in English. I think there's a fourth volume that hasn't been translated yet. And I really want it to be translated. Mm. (laughs) But so, yeah, it's mostly just about the character of Elijah Stern. He's the undertaker. He's very aloof. He's so great. He just wants to be left alone. Oh my (laughs) god, I love this character. (laughs) So like Undertaker, like he digs graves? Yeah. Okay, just making (laughs) sure. He takes care of the dead body and then... You mean he's a wrestler? (laughs) (laughs) I did not read the Undertaker comics, which do exist. (laughs) Oh my god! But they're not the other Undertaker comics that I said. Oh my god! But do they have Edge and Christian as vampires (laughs) in the Undertaker comics? You know what? Maybe I'll read it now to find out. (laughs) If it does, I will read it. (laughs) Okay, please do. Let me know. If it has the entire Ministry of Darkness. Uh, Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> Christina, don't get us started on wrestling. <laughs> we won't be able to stop. Um, so yeah, so the first volume is kind of a murder mystery where he, he uses his Undertaker abilities to solve the murder. <laughs> and that's what I thought the series was going to be, was like, oh, like forensic science in the Old West. 
Yeah. But then the second volume was he wanted to buy books, but you can only get books in the big city. And he's like, I hate the big city. But then it's his misadventures in the big city. Oh my god. <laughs> so that volume was really good. Wow. And then the third volume is, it's actually set during Christmas, so it's perfect to read right now. Okay. I recommend reading them all around the same time, because the last volume definitely re- has references to the first volume. Okay. So maybe read it all at once. They're all like 70 pages, I think. So I highly recommend, I will. Have to, I do have to say that there are some outfits <laughs> that are not historically accurate mm. to the point. <laughs> I don't care that much about historical accuracy, but it's just like, with some of the women's outfits, I'm like, what are you even going for here? It doesn't even look Old West. Like, mm. oh, <laughs> what gotcha. is this like green jumpsuit this woman is wearing? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> so, but the art is beautiful. But there are some some choices where I'm like, why does it look like this? Right. <laughs> but <laughs> highly recommend. I will stop talking about it now. But it's really good. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Nice. Well, I do have some honorable mentions. <laughs> Christine, do you have any honorable mentions? <laughs> I can come up with one or two. Uh, the last two books that I <laughs> read this year. So I'm just going to go through author, title, that's it. I'm not going to talk you overly much. So. Maybe genre? Oh, I could do that too. We have The Charioteer by Mary Renault. It is a World War II queer soldier story. Okay. Um, Finley Donovan is Killing It by El Cosimano is a mystery thriller, not thriller, comedic mystery with a woman who accidentally becomes a gun for hire. Oh. <laughs> the Ruin of Kings by Jen Lyons, a uh, epic fantasy story. Confusing, but amazing. A... <laughs> A Lady for a Duke by Alexis Hall. Historical romance with a trans heroine. Fantastic. You Made a Fool of Death with Your Beauty by Akwekia Mezi. Another romance book. The messiest romance book you will read. <laughs> Age Gap. Both of the hero and heroine are bisexual. Fantastic. And then if you just want a really fun time, then read That Time I Got Drunk and Saved a Demon by Kimberly Lemming, <laughs> which is also a romance, a fantasy romance. Very short, very funny, very sexy. So good. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> Honorable mention... Uh, How Fascism Works, The Politics of Us and Them by Jason F. Stanley. Okay. Uh, also audiobooked it. It was it was good. I liked it. Lots of cool facts. <laughs> Scary facts. And then The Mist by Stephen King. Short read. Um, it's very good. It's better than the movie with Thomas Jane. Yeah. Classic Stephen King. <laughs> Are you going to read his new one? Fairy? Oh, Taylor yeah. Ones? I kind of want to. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I got it for my mom for Christmas. Uh, Maybe I'll borrow it. (laughs) Good plan. She wanted it. Good plan. Obviously. We'll have to release this after Christmas so that way she doesn't hear. Yes. (laughs) She doesn't listen to our podcast anyway, so. True. (laughs) Oh my goodness. All right. So I 
I guess these are kind of honorable mentions. It's kind of a segment of my own, if you will. Emma. I, I promised after we reviewed Black Hearts and Battersea, one of the greatest books ever written, that I was going to read <laughs> all of the books in the Wolves Chronicles by Joan Aiken. And I did. Oh, nice. That's why I spent most of my year reading. So I do stand by basically what I said in our Black Hearts and Battersea review, that the other books in the series aren't very good. <laughs> but so, all right. So let's see. I read them mostly in their intended order and not their publication order. And I think that was a good thing to do, except for, okay, The Whispering Mountain. I need to say this. People are calling it a prequel. It is not a prequel. It takes place at the same time as Nightbirds in Nantucket and right before The Cuckoo Tree. So that's when you should read it, is right after Nightbirds in Nantucket and before The Cuckoo Tree. <laughs> you shouldn't read it first before all the books, or else you'll forget all of the characters by the time those characters come back. And only one character comes back, and it's for like five seconds, so you don't actually need to read the book. Mm. But the book is fine, so... Um, yeah. That one's fine. There's the Is books about Is Twight, Is Underground, and Cold Shoulder Road. I didn't like those books very much, but I read them. Probably won't read them ever again. But I do have to say that The Cuckoo Tree was amazing. <laughs> I loved it. I think because I haven't read it as much as some of the other books, that it was kind of like discovering it all over again. Oh, okay. <laughs> so nice. It was... It's so much fun. It's such a fun book. <laughs> it's a very strange book because really like the first half of the book has nothing to do with the last half of the book. Yeah. But it works. It's great. Dido is in top form. She's back in England. <laughs> There's this like group of smugglers that she gets involved with. Oh my goodness. My goodness. It's so great. So I highly recommend that book. So I, I stick with my previous suggestion of reading... Blackhearts and Battersea, Nightbirds on Nantucket, The Cuckoo Tree, and Dido and Paw. Mm. And then just stop there. I think the last two books in the series are pretty good, but the others, not so much. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> okay. Nice. Real original. Alrighty. Well, we've reached that time where we give recommendations. No, we don't. That was the whole episode. I have no recommendations in me. Well, I have recommendations. Okay. For what? I, I might have recommendations too, but you go first, Hannah. <laughs> I have a recommendation for Emma, and I have a recommendation for Christina. Whoa. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> for Emma... Emma, I recommend that you read The Last Mapmaker by Christina Soon-Tornvat. Sorry, Soon-Tornvat. <laughs> she has a very helpful video on how to pronounce her last name. <laughs> it's very much pronounced exactly how it looks. Um, <laughs> middle grade fantasy adventure. And it kind of, in part, reminds me of Black Hearts and Battersea. A couple okay, of things. Okay. I'm going to tell you one obvious thing. Yeah. So you've got 12-year-old Sai, who is this apprentice map maker. And in the society, you, like, you really want to be a well-to-do person. And it's very clear if you are not a well-to-do person. The young ladies at, like, 12 or 13, they're given a bracelet. And, like, the links on it represent kind of their standing in society. Mm. And she knows that she's not going to get a good one because her father is a criminal. 
Um, he yep. is a con man. He forces her to participate in his cons. And he, you know, is not necessarily the best influence on her. And so this story is about her deciding to go off, sail the seas, and map out this territory there. And then the choices and the decisions that she makes on that journey. And I feel like you might enjoy that, Emma. Well, I do have a picture of the cover on my phone because we discovered it during a shopping trip. Yes. Anyway, I think you might enjoy that. I think I would too. (laughs) And then Christina, continuing the sad nonfiction trend (laughs) that you have going, I unfortunately have a sad nonfiction for you that I have kind of mentioned before, but it is The Radium Girls, The Dark Story of America's Shining Women by Kate Moore. Obviously, lots of content warnings for that story as well. Death, medical trauma, gore, cancer, infertility, miscarriage. So much stuff. But I think you would enjoy it, especially the audiobook. It Mm -hmm. was a really easy read through. I say easy read. It's a terrible topic. It's a heart-wrenching topic. You feel devastated for these women who were put through really something that was slightly preventable. Like, people knew knew what was going on. Mm -hmm. They just, even once they started getting the evidence that it was not safe to use the radium to paint the dials anymore, they continued to have the girls do it. And they Mm -hmm. continued to forego any safety measures. And so the book really covers... I love how it goes into each woman's life. And it really paints a full picture of who she is, not just the incident. It really goes through and explains, okay, why was she even working at the factory? What Mm -hmm. was her home life like? What was her family like? And it goes through the trial and all of the trials. There's Mm -hmm. so many. Oh, my gosh. It's it's a tough read, but it's a really interesting read. And... Again, I think it paints a fantastic, this is a bad turn of phrase, but I do think it paints a good light on these women, <laughs> these glowing women. You could, you could. I couldn't come up with a different way to say it. <laughs> I feel like I should have because I don't feel like this is a good thing to say. <laughs> Ooh, very insensitive. <laughs> anyway, I think you would enjoy that book. Thank you. Yeah, yeah I'll check it out. I've heard about it and... It sounds interesting and horrifying. Yes, that's exactly it. Yeah. So, here we go. Well, time for my recommendations. Emma, you have recommendations? Well, I have a, a, a question more. So, I, okay, I, I was trying to read a book to impress Hannah <laughs> in the year-end review. I was, I was trying to read a young adult romance. Which one? <laughs> that's that's the question. See, I'm afraid that you've probably heard of it and you'd be like, oh, that book's terrible. Don't read that. Because okay, you've tell heard me. of every book. I've heard of a lot of I books. I know. So I was reading a book called My Fine Fellow by Janika Cohen. I don't think I've heard of that. Well, it's a retelling of My Fair Lady. Oh, how exciting. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so I didn't finish because I just kind of got bored with it. And I'm also reading like two other books right now, so there was just no time for it. But So I need you to read it to tell me whether or not it's good. <laughs> okay, I'll put that on my list. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's amazing. But yeah, it's these two ladies who then try to teach a street vendor how to cook. Ooh. It's, it's cooking-based. <laughs> okay. I do like the food romances. 
those ones tend to be my favorites. So, so. I'm afraid you might be like, this isn't romance or young adult. It seems like a little younger than young adult, but it said young adult romance. And I was like, oh, Hannah's gonna be so impressed. Look, I read this. And then I didn't read it. Aww. You tried. I tried. You tried. There was no time. There was just no time. Yeah. That's fair. Well, I'll check it out. All right. I'll let you know. Thank you. (laughs) We can do an episode on it if I ever finish it. Oh, my God. (laughs) Okay. Perfect. And then for Christina, in the coming year, unfortunately, I did not get to it this year. I wanted to, but I did not. I am planning to read House of Leaves by Mark Z. Danielewski. Oh, yeah. I feel like that's the ultimate weird book. Yeah. So. I really want to read that. I'm doing it. I'm doing it next year. I am. So okay. I want you to do it too. Okay. It's on my list. I'm going to do it. <laughs> okay. I've been so curious about that book because everyone raves about mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Okay. Man, I didn't know we were doing this. <laughs> you guys always spring recommendations on me. Every episode. What would you have said if we had warned you about it? <laughs> I recommend to you. <laughs> I mean, you didn't read the books you recommended. <laughs> Most of it. Well, okay, okay. So you read half of one. Christina, what are you planning on reading next year? How about that? Okay. What do you want to get to? Oh my gosh, I have so many books. Oh, name them all. Um, tomorrow is tomorrow's tomorrow. Tomorrow's tomorrow's tomorrow. Yep. I do want to read that. And I don't even know. I want to like read one of the long Stephen King books, like The Stand or It. Mm-hmm. Just one of them this year. I don't want to do two. <laughs> They're way too long. <laughs> yeah. You know, I just, I joined a horror book club Ooh. or book subscription service. Okay. So I'm really just excited to see the new horror novels that I get and to see if any are good. Okay. Yeah. I know there's like a Krampus one that's coming with the Christmas box. So hmm. that'll be good. Nice. Yeah. Well, Christina, speaking about what we're going to be reading next year, what's our first book of the new year going to be? So our first book of the new year is going to be What Moves the Dead by T. Kingfisher. It is a retelling of Edgar Allan Poe's The Fall of the House of Usher, which I have never read. Me or if neither. I did, it was in like middle school It's or not one of his best. Really? I know it's one of his most famous, but I never liked it that much. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I really don't want to say too much of it, because if you've read The House of Usher, then you might have an idea of what's going on in this That's book. Fair. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. And don't forget to rate, review, and follow us on all the social medias. And of course, don't forget to treat yourself. <laughs>